Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Billy Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley oop back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Woo! Hey, D! You can see it coming, and the building is electric off that slam dunk. Welcome into the Believe in Timberwolves podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke, and today is, it's actually Wednesday, but this is Friday's episode. Kyle Tige is back with me. We're recording part two of our podcast, and the first thing, well, first, Kyle, you said you were doing good before. Has that changed since the first 30, 40 minutes of our conversation? Maybe I put you in a bad mood. No, no, I'm uh, I'm caffeinated. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. So uh, we still... I know in the, on part one, we talked about rookie of the year uh, and some moving stuff with A-Rod and, or some, some Instagram activity from A-Rod and Mark Laurie. Um, but no, I think there's still a couple topics that are worth mentioning because this week in the NBA has been chaotic with not only playoff games, like the on the court stuff, but the off the court stuff has trumped it tenfold by the coaches that get fired and the front office craziness so uh, I'm, I'm excited to hop back into it yeah so Wednesday was a wild news day um, Timberwolves related really the only big news was the Anthony Edwards not winning rookie of the year thing but um, yeah we're gonna talk about I think there's six coaching vacancies right now um, in the NBA and then we're also going to talk about how the Wolves stack up against playoff teams how far away are they from being able to compete with those guys um, and things like that. But first, I want to get a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online, so then we can get into the show. So we'll be right back. Injuries have been plaguing a ton of teams so far in the NBA playoffs, and that is causing odds on sports betting to change a ton. The month of June is also heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find all of that. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs. So visit their website today, that is betonline.ag, or you can even use your mobile device to join, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to betonline.ag and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Kyle. So the first thing I want to talk about is just the draft lotteries on Tuesday. We're going to plug this again really quick. Forgotten Star Brewery on Tuesday. That is June 22nd. The draft lottery starts at 730. Uh, Dane Moore, Kyle Tige will be there. Uh, Britt Robson and Dane will be doing a podcast live at Forgotten Star Brewery after the draft lottery concludes. Before that, you can come out, hang out, have some beers. Um, like I said, Kyle will be there. I am hoping to be there. A few of the other Canis guys will be there. And obviously, Britt and Dane will be there as well. And who knows? Who else? Somebody else could show up too. You never know. Maybe D'Angelo Russell will be in the house. Who knows? Um, just kidding. But Maybe we'll get Bomero to sign his contract like while we're there. Live in the, in the brewery. Um, but yeah, so if you are able to make it, that's Forgotten Star Brewery. It's in Fridley. Uh, Dane said it was about 10 minutes from downtown Minneapolis. So... If you can make it, try and make it. Like I said, I'm hoping to be there. Um, it could be a, there's a 27.1% chance that we have a fantastic night and a 70 whatever else percent chance that we have a good night. Cause it's going to be a good night regardless, but 
it might be and, a really good night. And really, truly, like all jokes aside, because if they do win the lottery or they keep their pick in the top three, I mean, I'm going to be acting like a compl- I'll get arrested. Like, let's just put it that way. But if they don't win, if they lose their pick or whatever, if they give up four, they give up six, they give up eight, whatever to Golden State, um, it'll kind of be just closure too, right? Like it'll finally put a bow on the D'Angelo Russell, Andrew Wiggins trade. Then we can move forward and worry about that. We kind of finally have all our own picks again. And, and again, if, if they don't get their pick, I think you're going to see the team. I know we have made jokes about this. You're going to see the team really embrace the Balmero thing because I think they will literally work on getting him over here. He'll be their prized kind of draft pick for this year. Um, and I've really liked what I've seen from him. I know he just wrapped up a, a championship with Barcelona this week. So no, come, come on Tuesday, June 22nd lotteries at seven 30. We'll be there early forgotten star brewery. Um, but no, let's talk about some NBA stuff. Let's talk about what's going on in the league. Yeah. Just one quick thing too. I want to remember, uh, Charlotte Hornets jumped up from the eighth or sides to top three. So there is hope from the Timberwolves. So it's not all lost, but, yep. um, it's not guaranteed by any means. And then I want to look at 2019 also. Um, yeah, the Pelicans jumped up from seventh and the Grizzlies jumped up from eighth to get one and two. So like every year since these new lottery odds have happened, the top three teams, I mean, for in 2019, that was the first year it's been this new, whatever Mm -hmm. New York had the number one odds. They fell to three. They were the only top three odds to keep theirs. And then last year the wolves had the third, they jumped up to one warriors fell from one to two, but then the Hornets jumped up. So people make jumps all the time with these new lottery odds. It's only been two years. So small sample size alert, but there's a chance. So there's always a chance. I'm not counting on it, but the one topic I wanted to talk to you about is how would you feel if the Timberwolves do lose? How upset are you if they don't end up getting a top three pick in that um, draft lottery? Honestly, as a fan and as someone who covers team, I'm not that upset only because yes, it would be wonderful if they got one of those you know, top three picks. And it seems like there is kind of a top three guys. I mean, we're, we'll get four. into draft coverage. Yeah, maybe four, but um, I, it seems like there's really like a top three or four. But yeah, I mean, I, it, it would be great to have one of those guys. But I also know that this isn't one of those weird trades where if you don't convey your pick at some point, it becomes two seconds. It literally like, you're going to give up a first round pick. It, right. It, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. So for me, the way I want to approach this with like this new ownership thing that came out of nowhere, but is so well long overdue. And with how well the team drafted in 2020, I mean, it looks more and more likely. I mean, you and I did a, did a redraft, but it looks more and more likely that the wolves walked out of 2020 with three lottery picks. Right. Um, with how Jaden's performed, but also, I mean, we're, you're starting to see articles now and uh, coverage of what Balmero's done over in Europe. Um, he seems likely that he would be a lottery pick in this draft. So if you're going to have to give up the pick, I think I would just rather not have it hanging over our heads again next year, because as the NBA has showed us time and time again, even if they did keep their pick and they got one of these cool college guys, you never know what happens. You couldn't, you just never know what will happen next year and what could go wrong. Um, and I don't want to be giving up a first overall pick because that's franchise, you know, murder. Right. And yeah, and it just, it would be so embarrassing. So if that's they could just at home grin. Yeah, exactly. And if you could just kind of clear that from your conscious, also have that asset now of, you know, being able to start, you know, right. s- maybe selling that pick or flipping that pick at the trade deadline or something. So um, I just want it over with. I really do like, yes, it'd be cool. It'd be awesome for content. It'd be awesome for the team, but I'm really okay just getting rid of it as long as it's not four. That's like a 
that's like a just squirming situation yeah. where if they gave up the fourth pick to Golden State. But I mean, I just right when you were speaking, I did the tankathon sim lottery button once. Indiana moved up 12 spots. They won the lottery. Chicago, New Orleans finished out the top three, and the Wolves were ninth. So if the Wolves wrap up the Russell for Wiggins swap and give up the ninth pick in a draft that it's top heavy, but I mean, I don't, re- I don't recognize the guys that are listed at eight, nine, and right. ten in these mock drafts. That's great. Like, let's move on. We have D'Lo, we have Cat, we got Ant, Jade, and Bolmer. We got all these guys. Like, let's just move forward and put it behind us. So, I'm not gonna be bummed. Are you? I mean, are you gonna be bummed or are you gonna be like relieved? I'm gonna be like slightly bummed just because I think it'd be fantastic to get one of these guys. But I'm not gonna be like, I really thought we were gonna just come in here and win the lottery again. I had all the like the odds are literally there. Like, right. If I had to give you a percentage chance that the Timberwolves end up in the top three, like I would say probably like 27% chance. Right. (laughs) Right. No, but in all seriousness, no, I, I don't think that I would be like too upset about it. I'm I've been my entire, I've done a couple things where I've talked about like potential of some of these guys coming in, but I've been playing it as if they are not getting that pick um, pretty much all, all off season and even the like ending part of the season. Um, I'm going to send the lottery one time quick and the Minnesota Timberwolves jumped up to two. So maybe that is going to lock lock in. Um, but yeah, so I am not like throwing all my eggs in the basket of this. Like you said, you're losing the first round pick regardless. My only pushback on that is next year's first round pick with the, the way the Timberwolves are trending. You're hoping that's like not even a lottery pick or maybe like a late lottery pick, which like, regard you know you know whatever it's still a first round pick and they're not gonna be that good where the pick's still gonna be worth something they're not gonna be like a one seed and it's gonna be like the last pick in the first round it's gonna be a decent pick um so i think that it's gonna be worth something like you said you could start to aggregate that and some trades for something but you could argue you could trade this first round pick or if you end up getting one two or three free something even better but what you said about relief, I will be very relieved just to not have that stress and have that overall, like, oh, this happened and then this happened. Um, the Timberwolves suck. Like, the Warriors fleeced them and got Andrew Wiggins all defensive vote getter um, <laughs> and a top four pick. So that would that would really burn if they get the top four pick. I'll tell you that. I'm going to be fine with the results. Um, I really don't want it to be top four, but at the end of the day, I could care less about what other franchise are doing. My Minnesota Timberwolves, that's all I care about. We ended the season in a good direction. And I think something that can put a little aloe vera on the sunburn is that Leandro Balmero potentially, everybody's talking like it's a certainty. It's not a certainty that he's here next year, but potentially coming over. Um, I think there's a better chance that he comes over if the Timberwolves don't get their pick just for like yeah. financial I reasons. I think they're related, to be honest right. with you. I think um, if they keep the pick less likely if they don't keep the pick more likely. And I think not to credit, I mean, I, I think the, from what I've heard, like, I think this is also kind of part of the plan, right? Like, I mean, when they drafted Balmero, they knew he wasn't coming over last year. And I think what, like when they did it, they had already made the Russell trade. Right. So they knew that they owed a pick down the road. And I think that was their kind of, whether it be a, a, a roster strategy or just a marketing strategy. Right. Cause right. like, if they give up their pick on Tuesday, but on Wednesday randomly announce that, Hey, we've agreed to terms with Balmero and he's coming over. Like that's going to help the fan base. Cause exactly. as we've seen now with COVID, like they're going to fill stadiums again this fall. 
I've got friends in the ticket office that got to sell season tickets. And like, you don't want to be the team that doesn't have a, a first round pick. So um, I think it's all intertwined, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Tuesday will say a lot about what the wolves will be doing in this draft, as well as what the wolves will be doing with their former draft in, in Balmero. So, yeah. And I think a lot of people might question like, Oh, it's Leandro Balmero. He was the 23rd or 25th pick or whatever in this last draft. Like, why is everybody so excited about him? Um, one, he would, he slipped down in the draft a little bit, I think due to the fact that he wouldn't be coming over. Like mm-hmm. a lot of foreign prospects mm-hmm. don't, they slip a few spots just because they're not going to be here. Um, and teams are maybe looking to try and get somebody in sooner. Um, the Timberwolves had two other first round picks, so they weren't that worried about it. Um, and two, he's just played like way better than he did before last year's draft. Um, to the point where like, I was listening to Jack, Jack Borman, Jake painting on paint points, talk about it. And Jack thinks that Balmero's like for sure a lottery pick in this draft, like this 2021 NBA draft. Um, he's, I think he might've even said top 10. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think that might've been something that he uttered. So regardless, he's going to be a lot. I think he's a lottery talent too. Um, Jake's, I think working on something about Balmero. Yeah, Jake's so- got 9,000 words coming on Balmero and, and on your point about Balmero slipping, that's a really good point. Like maybe he slipped. We'll never know. Like for, because people knew he wasn't coming over. Right. Guys that were drafted after him include like RJ Hampton, Emmanuel quickly, uh, Jade McDaniels, like Desmond Bain. Um, so there, I mean, yes, he fell in the draft a little bit, but there were guys after him that like were on all rookie teams. Right. So, um, and Jack made a really good point. You're right on, on pain points. Um, but then also too, like when I think it was Windhorst, they did like their end of season rookie redraft. Um, a lot of people, when they got to 12, I think they only did 12 or 14 redraft players. Um, all the analysts were like, yeah, we will take Balmero here. So it'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, Tuesday will be, Tuesday's a big moment and then it kind of just forks either way. Like do the, do the wolves go all in on a youth movement with Jaden and Balmero and Ant and Cade Cunningham, or do they have to kind of focus now on the mid-level and kind of, you know, fringe moves and maybe making a a sign and trade with Culver and a couple other contracts to get a John Collins or Miles Turner. So I don't think Tuesday, no matter what happens, I don't think Tuesday affects the strategy of this front office at all. It's year three for them. Uh, I think the team has the worst record in the NBA since Gerson took over, which is fine because that was part of the plan, but you can't go lose 60 games again. Like you have to start winning. So Tuesday doesn't affect a lot to me because this team has to pull all the strings and go all in to an extent because they have to start winning games. They have to, that that's this season has to be a successful season. And I think that, there's going to be one big word that I'm going to tie to Tuesday, and that that word's going to be clarity. I think that yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. you know, regardless of what happens, I think the front office has a plan. They're like, okay, if the pick comes, we're going to target this guy first. If we can't get him, this guy, this guy, and then we're going to try and maybe trade it and do this or whatever their thought process is. And they're like, if it doesn't come, we're going to get try to get Leandro to come over. He's going to be our first round pick. He's looking good. You know, and then maybe they have a plan for for other people. Maybe they try to aggregate their 2022 pick with because after the draft, that's that's fair game. You know, after yep. the 2021 yep. draft, the 2022 pick can be traded. So maybe they try to aggregate that with 2024 with whoever try to get some star player who over the summer wants out. Um, but regardless, I think they have a plan either way. So I don't feel too like, oh man, the, 
the the direction of the franchise if they don't get this pick is screwed like i don't think that is whatsoever true um so i'm gonna i'm just gonna be happy to have clarity with it and i think yeah. that's pretty much all i can say about that but um some of those guys would be awesome to have but i don't think the world's burning i think the wolves will contend for the playoffs either way next year um granted they have relatively good health compared to um the rest of the league so i'm pretty excited for tuesday Again, I'm hoping to be in attendance for that because I think that'd be cool. Last year, we were in a pandemic and everybody was sitting in their couch for a draft lottery um, event. So, yeah, I'm just really excited for that. Any last words on the draft lottery? No, uh, I think I think we said it well. Like I said, it. Uh, I, I think I said there's a two-pronged. They either get it or they don't. I'm pretty sure Gerson Rosas and Sasha and Gupta and all those guys have 64 different prongs of it doesn't really affect them. They're pretty... Right cold-blooded guys i think no matter what happens tuesday they already have a plan that if the lottery is at 7 30 p.m by eight o'clock they already have a plan on what they're going to do so um it's the next hurdle it's the next step in order of operations but it's going to be another wild wild off season and it it kicks off pretty much uh this coming tuesday for sure all right the next thing i want to talk about is um the coaching vacancies around the league and the what that means for the Timberwolves. But first I want to get another quick ad break in and then we will be right back. If you're looking for the best meat in the market, you have to go to Moink and get the most delicious meat you have ever tasted in your entire life. Get Moink right now. Moink was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it is the best bacon he's ever tasted. And I agree. And Jamie Simonoff, creator of the Ring Video Doorbell, invested in Moink. So why do just four companies control 80% of the meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. You can help change that with moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now and listen to this show get free bacon for a year with every box order. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but only for a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash B-L-E-A-V. That's moinkbox.com slash B-L-E-A-V. All right, Kyle. So like I mentioned before for a little bit, uh, six coaches have been either fired. Actually, I think five have been fired. And then Brad Stevens got promoted to general manager or president of basketball operations, whatever his title is. But Scott Brooks got fired today. Stan Van Gundy got fired today. Um, and then recently, Nate Bjorkren for the um, Pist- or not the Pistons, the uh, Pacers was let go. Terry Stotts for the Blazers was let go. And Steve Clifford for the Magic was let go. So there are right now six coaching vacancies. And the Timberwolves are not one of them. So some people might question why is this relevant to be on the Believe in Timberwolves podcast. But it's relevant because Chris Finch was one of the, if not the hottest coach on the market for this coming offseason. And the Timberwolves picked him up during the season off of Toronto's bench. And they got a lot of flack for it because David Vanterpool was sitting on their bench. And right now it's looking to be a good move. The Timberwolves looked pretty solid under Finch, even given the circumstances of Russell being hurt for a while, cat not being hundred percent Beasley being out all sorts of things. Um, and now he cannot be picked up by any of those other teams. Um, and Another thing to be noted, uh, the Sacramento Kings basically, it was reported by someone with sources that they were going to fire Luke Walton if they could get Chris Finch, but they couldn't get Finch, so they decided not to fire Walton. So 
he was a hot commodity. So what are your thoughts on that with so many coaching openings where we didn't necessarily think there would be a lot. I'm kind of surprised by a couple of them, like Clifford, um, the Stevens one came out of nowhere. Um, but what are your thoughts overall on that? What I just laid out there. Yeah. I mean, I think the wolves were obviously ridiculed when they made the move. Um, and some of that was still accurate and still holds up. Like, I mean, it was a weird process because you don't see coaches get let go during the season. Um, from all accounts, they had qualified candidates on their own bench. Um, and not only, and not only Vanderpool, but I mean, Prigioni and, um, but Gerst made his move for his guy. Um, and he took the flack for it. And just like anything else, right? Like it really only matters if you win. Um, and Chris Finch didn't like win a ton of games, but he, he gave you some promising things to work with. Um, but more than anything, I just think it shows that maybe while the process to do it wasn't the best, the result was what you wanted because Chris Finch was with what you just said and how you laid it out. Chris Finch was going to get hired by one of these teams. Like Chris Finch would have been on Indiana's top, top list. It would have been on Orlando's top list. Some of these other teams might have more veteran established coach, right? Like Portland and, and things like that. But I mean, like Um, you look at, you look at the all star, the superstars right now that don't have a coach. It's like Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Zion Williamson. Like I'm not saying all those guys are better than like cat, or like Ant, but I mean, some of them are, <laughs> um, and most it might've been hotter spots. Most yeah. Of most are. of them are. So, uh, it, it's just nice that, and you're just talking about coaches. I don't know if we're going to spiral into this, but like this afternoon, there was, there's like some weird Twitter reporting about the, the crazy, not with the Mavs and Luca and Donnie Nelson leaving the team. Um, so it's just weird that like, we just talked about how sad Tuesday could be losing our pick, but like, this is, the first time that I can remember that the wolves don't have front office drama or an open head coaching spot. Like they're pretty set there. So they might not have a pick, but they have a lot of other things that are are going their way. And the Timberwolves don't have like any of that, like uncertainty, you know, they have their, they have their guys or whatever. But I guess my one question to you is, so we've been labeling Chris Finch as Gerson's guy the whole time. Do you think, Rosas was Finch's guy and he was going to come to Minnesota and over any of those teams just because of his connection. Or do you think it's more of a one-way street with, with him? And obviously you don't know the actual answer, but like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think if you look at what David Banterpool is going through, like struggling to find a head coaching job, even though he's been listed or interviewed or all these things. I mean, I think I know Chris Finch and Gerson Rosas are attached at the hip. They're at, a twins game one night and they're at the links game the next night. And then they're golfing on a Thursday. But uh, I just think that like, if Gers didn't make his move for Chris Finch and another gig came open, Chris Finch would have taken it because it's so, right. I mean, there's 30 head coaching jobs in the league and like 10 of them are guys long tenured that probably aren't going to give up their spot anytime soon. So I think they are both, you know, interested in each other and now they're, they are and their partnership is what we're building off of. But, uh, I think that's the reason he made the move is because I don't think if you don't make that move and then the Kings make the move a month later and they reach out to Chris Finch and they say, Hey, we'll pay you $4 million to in a four-year deal. Like, is he going to say no based off of just hoping one day you can get the wolves right. gig? That's not how that works. Like, yeah, these opportunities don't come up a lot. So that's why I think the timing of it was beautiful. The, the, how it went through and the process of it was a little murky deserve some criticism but again the result was getting chris finch and 
it looks like he's a really good coach and he's starting to get national pub too. Like multiple NBA people that you follow on Twitter have mentioned that like, Oh, people think highly of Chris Finn. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it's the thing that I think is the most interesting with it all is something that hasn't really been touched on a lot, but I kind of want to bring it up is if Finch didn't come in, obviously the Timberwolves, Ryan Saunders kind of had a bad luck with like a bill of health with the, with the roster, yeah. but say the Timberwolves were still really bad post also break with Ryan Saunders. Then all of a sudden, like is cat pissed and wants out or like does Chris Finch coming in potentially save cat from like thinking more of potentially asking for a trade. That's totally purely spec speculative, but like that's a possibility too. So I think it really was good timing um, all around outside of the fact of the David Vanderpool situation, but but David Vanderpool, I don't think was the coach for our team. I think he might be a fine head coach somewhere else, but I don't think he was the answer. So I'm glad the Timberwolves didn't go in that direction. Um, but yeah, I guess overall, I just, I think it was it'll a good move and at the timing of it was good. It'll be interesting to see where, um, where Vanderpool lands. Cause I, I think he, I think highly of him, but I'm, I'm with you. I just don't think he was the answer for this, this franchise, but also too, a story because I'm a nerd. I just am really interested to see who Chris Finch fills out his He's bench right. with. Yeah. Because some guys were like, go, um, but like Prigioni, I think will stick around. Um, and then there's also like the Dane had, Dane had actually got this scoop, but uh, the Iowa Wolves are going to replace Newman Beck as the G League coach. Um, so that'll be interesting too, because I thought Newman Beck did a really good job um, and he'll right. land on his feet somewhere. But, uh, but no, I mean, there's a, filling out your coaching staff is like a pretty important thing. And the wolves have like a third of that filled out right now. So that'll be another interesting thing to see is the coaching carousel shakes out is who lands next to Chris Finch, who's his right-hand man and who, who do they bring in as like maybe player development or those types of positions. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's like the big thing that um, didn't really get talked about either. Um, on like a national scale, which is not really that big a deal, but the bench is going to have to be filled out. The G League coach is going to have to be um, filled in. And they had a good G League program. They brought up some guys like Nas Reed and Jalen yep. Noel and, and Jordan McLaughlin. So I think that's important too. Um, I want to move on from the coaches thing and talk about kind of the Timberwolves and how they stack up against playoff teams. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, um, I've heard a lot of people say that uh, after watching the playoffs to see how far away the Timberwolves truly are from being in contention for like playoffs and things like that. I guess I push back on that a little bit um, based on the fact that I think you're going to bake in quite a bit of progression from like Anthony Edwards and Jada McDaniels for next season. And then um, the overall fact of like stars, like all-star players get you to the playoffs. So I compiled a list of the teams that had two all-stars neck uh, this past season um, the ones that made the playoffs. So, uh, these are all the teams that had two all-stars this season. Uh, the Lakers with LeBron and AD, the Clippers with Kawhi and Paul George, the Celtics with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, the Suns had Chris Paul, Devin Booker, the Bucks had Giannis and Chris Middleton. The Nets had three. They had Katie Kyrie and James Harden. 76ers said Joel and Ben and the jazz had Gobert, Mitchell and Conley. Some of those didn't play because of injuries. Some of those were injury replacements, but regardless, those are all players. Um, those are all all-star players and every team that had 
two all-stars made the playoffs. The Timberwolves have two all-star caliber players on the roster right now with Cat and the way that Anthony Edwards played after the all-star break last season. So I guess my point is like, why are they so far away? Obviously some role players, but why are they so far away from being like an eight seed? Like the Boston Celtics made the playoffs and they're top heavy. And then they don't have like a ton behind them. You know, they really struggled because they did not have depth. The Timberwolves don't have that. So I don't think they're going to contend for a championship, things like that. But I think with a couple potential all-stars, Cat plays like an all-star every single season. And I think, will be playing at an all-star level next year. I don't know if he'll necessarily get an all-star nod because the league is just stacked, but he's playing at that level. Um, so I think overall, like it's a possibility that the wolves really aren't as far away as some people might think. And maybe I'm just completely off base. I could totally, but Anthony Edwards post all-star break shot or scored 23 points per game, or excuse me, last 22 games of the season. Shout out Dane Moore tweeted this out earlier. Last 22 games of the season, he scored 23.3 points per game on 58.6% true shooting, which is above league average. 299 players in the league had a lower shooting percentage than that. When you think of uh, true shooting percentage, you think of the league, 15 players per team, there's 450 players. So basically, Ant was in the top one-third, and there's not quite 450 players. But that true shooting percentage on 23 points per game, which is like top probably top 30 score top 20 ish scoring in the league this year it's better percentage um true shooting percentage than bradley beal cj mccollum luca darren fox lebron devin booker d um brandon ingram donovan mitchell vucevic aaron gordon lamella ball john Morant, just an endless list of players he shot better than those players while scoring 23 points per game so if you think that player can't be all-star caliber next year, I would like, you're sadly mistaken. I think he's going to play up to that level. I 1000% agree with you that they're closer than people think. I only for the, for the purpose of this podcast would push back on like the metric we're using because you're right. They have two, I mean, maybe three, if you include Daniel Russell, all-star caliber players, right? But how many guys make an all-star team? I think it's 10 or 12, right? So it's, let's say, yeah. let's say 12, so 24. 12. I mean, the NBA in my mind has never been deeper, right? So this past all-star game, Jimmy Butler and Bam didn't make it. And I think Jimmy Butler and Bam are a more successful duo right now than Cat and Russell or Cat and Ant. So I guess my only premise is that is like, you can look at Cat and Ant are all-star caliber players. Isn't that good? but I'd make a case that I could give you 35 guys that are also all, I mean, the league is so deep. Right. You ranked your top 60 guys when, when the NBA did that last year. I mean, Zach Levine was like 48th and like he made, you know what I mean? Like he was like in all-star conversation. So, but I, to your point, I think the thing that's really interesting and we saw it like last night or this Wednesday morning with the Kawhi news. Um, I think the wolves for the 2021 season that's wrapping up, are light years behind the competition, right? Because the, right. we're the 13th team in the West or whatever. There's eight teams left. They're all vying for championship. I think the Wolves are six steps ahead of most of the competition already for 2022 based on what we just talked about, right? 
how many teams don't even have a coach yet? There's no guy in there right now or, or woman running the team. Um, Chris Finch was in there all week this week, working with Ant, working with Jaden, working with these guys as they're in working summer, summer workouts. Right. Um, also too, like how many guys are going to not start the season next year? Kawhi Leonard probably isn't going to start the season. It sounds like he had an, like an ACL or MCL injury. Jamal Murray is not going to be back to start the season. Clay Thompson's probably not going to be back to start the season. Like you see all of these teams that have these like significant injuries that the wolves are going to be at a hundred percent health. We knock on wood. Um, and they should, I mean, the wolves should jump out of the gate next year and be like, we have to start fast and blow by Dallas. We have to start fast and blow by Denver who, I mean, Jokic just had played all 72 games, but he's going to be exhausted. It's another short off season. So these guys are going to be exhausted. The guys that went deep runs, um, that's why I would think the Wolves have a greater chance for next year is because they're going to be one of the only teams that's healthy, well-rested. They haven't played basketball in a while. Um, and as you, you know, expertly pointed out, they have that continuity. They have a GM. Uh, they have a front office. They have a coach. And they don't have anyone that's coming off of a long-term injury. I mean, we might not see Jamal Murray until New Year's. We might not see Clay Thompson be off a of minutes restriction until Valentine's Day. Like, the, the Wolves don't have any of those guys. The Wolves have 15 guys that are all healthy. So you're right. I think the Wolves are much closer than people think. But that's you and I talking. Like, how many people are listening to this rolling their eyes saying, I've heard you say that before. Dane is. So, yeah, I have no Dane I have no 100% back on is rolling his eyes. <laughs> no, I get that. And I get that. But I guess I just, I think that we're going to see potentially the best overall season of Carl Anthony Towns that we have ever seen. Maybe he won't break his um, record scoring of like 26 points per game, but I think he's going to be a better defender, a better facilitator, and just as good scoring. I think you're going to see D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell was legitimately awesome Yep. after he came back from injury, after his surgery. Like, great. Really good facilitator, playmaker, scored the ball well. And then I think Ant is going to, if Ant takes a leap like like Trey Young did, and I don't think he'll take quite that, but like I said before, if he takes half that and he's averaging 24, 25 points a game with the efficiency that he had after the All-Star break last season, Jaden's going to open up a bunch, I think, this season. As a defender, I think he's going to get better. And as an offensive player, I think he's going to flourish. Then you're going to have either Malik Beasley or maybe a tra- whatever outside of that. But Ant, D'Lo, Cat, and Jaden, four of your five starters, I think they're all going to be better next year than they were this year. Where you see some of those teams where their players kind of are who they are. When you're talking about like the Blazers kind of are who they are until they blow it up. Um, Jokic can't be, I doubt Jokic is better next season than he was this past season. Um, Not that I think the Wolves, Wolves, excuse me, the Wolves will like be up to that level. But I think a lot of people played like kind of out of their mind this season. Um, that I think will kind of come back down to earth a little bit. And I think the Timberwolves will probably be better just because they'll finally have a coach who got to install his system, who seems to be a really good coach. They're going to have continuity with the roster and hopefully a good bill of health to start the season. Um, I think that they're going to be a playoff team. How listen, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to kill your momentum here. We're both optimists. If they're not a playoff team now, because what does that mean to you? Like now six teams get it, and then those four teams are in the – I still consider like eight 
eighth or higher as playoff okay, team. Okay, I was going to say, because like if they're not in technically now with 10 teams being in contention for the playoffs, I'm an optimist. I love this team. If they're not one of the top 10 teams in the West next year, people are losing jobs. Like I've just talked to you about how much I love Chris Finch, how much I love Chris and Yeah, Someone's getting fired. So exactly. it's not really a, like, I, I think they can like choo-choo train. Like this team has to be one of the 10 best teams in the West next year, or it is a bona fide disaster. And you're going to see rumors of trade demands and people upset and shakeups. So right. not that I, I didn't mean to jump in on that, but I just, I think you and I have always beaten the drum on optimism because I think there's a lot to be optimistic for, but this team also has to just deliver like this team. I'm with you on some of these guys regressing around the league. Like, I don't know if Jokic can pull off what he just pulled off, but I know there are people in my mentions or on buddies that text me like, well, can Ant do what he did the second half of the season? And that's a valid. Right. Point. I think he can, but I'm with you. I, th- I think there's reason to be optimistic, but man, I'm, I mean, you agree, right? Like this team, yeah. you just it, painted no, a picture they don't, of how if talented they don't get they into the play, the play in tournament a disaster with good health you know if, if yeah, like yeah yeah cat goes down and whatever like yep backtrack a little bit but like stuff's gonna hit the fan and then maybe it is time to look into trading some of these players i don't really want right. to talk about that but like no 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 just stuff could hit the fan and that and then something has to happen at that point if you can't even make the 10 seed with that roster something has to happen um whether that's front office or the roster or the coaching staff or whatever it is yep but I'm going to keep my optimism. Um, I'm with you. We're going to have an extended off season compared to some of these other teams. Um, we're going into the summer with relative good health. Yep. A um, couple guys are going to, you know, I'm sorry, Delo still partially working on his knee and cats fixing his wrist a little bit, whatnot, but nobody needs surgery. Nobody's except for Derek Culver, but nobody's going under the, under the knife or anything. Well, so when the young guys, a lot of the wolves have like how many guys on the wolves haven't played in a summer league. Like they'll be able to, I mean, they're going to have a loaded summer league roster. I push back at the notion that like at the end of season press conference, Chris Finch said like a lot of guys will be there. I'm not sure Anthony Edwards needs to suit up for one minute in summer league. Just I've, I've been to summer league like six years. I know it's developmental, but it's also sloppy as hell. And it's guys trying to make a name for themselves. And I don't need guys going at Ant's legs. Um, but Jaden, you know, Nas, Jalen, maybe Culver, um, maybe if he's healthy. Yeah. So it'll be good for them to get that development too. But I think, I think the biggest thing you said was the C word continuity. Like that's what the wolves have in their corner. Because if you just look at any other team in the league right now, I mean, teams that you thought the wolves were so far behind Dallas, Portland, all these teams, they're, they're not really like they're, they're subtly catching up because these other teams have all this drama. So it's a drama free summer. It seems like all the guys really like each other. The coach is filling out a staff. The front office is going to be busy. So it's a weird year because they were bad. Like they were the 13th team in the West, but it's like the happiest summer you and I have had following this team. in like, I don't know, man, a while, a while for sure. Um, well anyways, yeah, I think, I think that kind of wraps up pretty much everything I, I wanted to talk about. Um, but I'm excited for the summer to get going. I'm excited to hopefully be there on Tuesday. I hope to see a lot of people listen to this podcast there on Tuesday. Um, I'm sure there'll be quite a number of people. People are going to want to go listen to Dane talk in person. That's going to be cool. Um, and just after last season, sitting on our couches, watching the draft lottery, I think that being able to get out and see some people, I got my vaccination card if I need it. Like I'm ready to go 
meet some. I mean, I've met no one. <laughs> like Kyle and I have never met in person. Me and Jack. I mean, I've met Dane and let me think. John. And that's it from like the Canis side. And I've met like Chris Hine and those guys. But like me and Kyle, you we have never been in the same room as each other or city. I know it's other, weird probably. because like it's not I mean the pandemic lasted a really long time, but we've been doing this a while. But yeah, just there's a whole new wave of people that are covering this team and that kind of are at the forefront. And we haven't, we've been locked in our basements basically for 16 months watching. So I'm excited for that event. I think if you're ready to close this on up, I think we should both like, I have tankathon open right now. I know we did this once, but I'm going to just do one last because we're posting this on Friday. So my final click has the wolves at seventh. Okay. Which I'm okay. So, so I just want to say the wolves, my sim, seventh i'm okay with that click the button tell me where you're at and tell me if you're happy with that the wolves drop to eighth in mine okay. um but that is i'm happy with that i think that you know golden state gets a draft pick that's not gonna like alter the league and i think that's that's kind of what i'm expecting to happen sixth seventh eighth that's what i'm expecting so um yeah i'm happy with that oklahoma I, city I, jumps up chicago gets a top two pick and then orlando at three so i'm happy for orlando um, but they lose their Chicago pick. So that kind of sucks for them, but at least they still get top three. I, okay. I'm guilty. I clicked it one more time and this is probably the coolest tankathon standings you could get. It was wolves one. So Minnesota jumps up, wins it again, Charlotte two. So oh Charlotte gets a, a partner for LaMelo <laughs> Detroit three. They could, they could use that. And then Oklahoma city goes four five because Houston nice. drops to five. So they would have the fourth and the fifth pick. Wow. What is to many, maybe a five-player draft. I know we had said three or four, but that's enough to guys. trade up to one, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, I said seventh, you said eighth. That'd be great, but also I'll take this one too. Like I'll take sure. Wolves, Charlotte, Detroit. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, I've said it a thousand times. The off season for the team starts on Tuesday, and after that lottery, after the ping pong balls drop, I think it's going to be wild. Like thanks to everyone for listening to. To Brendan supporting Canis, it's been a dry six, eight weeks, but starting next Tuesday, I think things are going to pop. Um, it's going to be a pretty fun, fun, exciting off season. For sure. Yeah. I'm super excited for it. Um, like I said, Forgotten Star Brewery in Fridley. I hope I'm saying the right town. I think it's Fridley. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So again, that's on Tuesday draft lottery night. I'm hoping to be there and then I'll be back. I think Wednesday probably of next week um, to kind of discuss that with, potentially someone or by myself. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening to this podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Kyle, for doing absolutely two with me. I don't know how long we've gone, but um, <laughs> we've gone longer, I think. So, but again, thanks for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Um, and like I said, thank you all for listening to this podcast. Um, it has been the Believe in Timberwolves podcast presented by Bet Online. Um, go to Bet Online, bet on some sports. Finals odds are up. I mean, people are getting injured everywhere. If you can sneak in and, and get something, try and do that. But Thank you again, and I'll see you all next week. Peace out. See you Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.